You're listening to Friendlier, the podcast for friends who love to talk, read, and eat. I'm Sarah. And I'm Abby. Today we're going to talk about what's working and not working in our lives. But first, let's catch up on life lately. What's new with you, friend? I just got a new bicycle this week. I don't believe I've shared this story on the podcast, but I lost my bike this summer. And by lost, I mean I left work on my bike, met my family at the park near our house. We hung out there for a while. And then I walked home without my bike because I usually walk to that park and I don't bike to it and didn't think about it. Two days later, I look at our carport and can't find my bike. So my first thought is that the bike has been stolen from our carport, (laughs) even though nothing else has been and it would have been locked. And then Neil said, did you bring it home from the park on Sunday? And I thought, oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Go to the park. Of course it's gone because it's been 48 hours in a heavily frequented park. Mm -hmm. Not locked because I was standing by it. So I didn't lock it because I wasn't leaving the area in which it was. Mm. Very sad. Couldn't believe I did that. But I did. I have put off finding a new bike because it's a lot of work to find a new bike. And I felt so irritated with myself for losing this one Mm -hmm. that I didn't want to invest the money in a new one. So I've just been riding our cargo bikes around, but finally got up the energy, looked up the bike I wanted, found it in Indianapolis. Neil took the day off work. We drove up there together, got the bike, got a bunch of groceries at Trader Joe's. Yes. Drove back home together. It's been great. Just before we recorded, I put on a milk crate on the back using zip ties, Mm -hmm. attached the lights, adjusted the seat. So I am good to go. E and I are taking a trip together after this. And I am looking forward to not being on a cargo bike while doing that. Hooray. Pro tip, don't leave your bike unattended places for days at a time. (laughs) What is new with you? One of our chickens laid her very first eggs within the last week. So fun. They are blue because the eggs are from our chicken that's the breed called Cream Leg Bar. And they always lay blue eggs. Okay. And they are small because she is sort of a medium chicken and she's not quite Mm -hmm. full grown yet. So I think they'll get a little bit bigger, but right now they're about two inches tall. Mm -hmm. So a little smaller. I would say probably two of them are slightly more than a regular egg. So we cracked one open to look at it, but we haven't eaten any of them yet. I just cracked it open to look and make sure that it was okay. Mm -hmm. But I am really excited for our future egg production in our yard. I am too. I look forward to living vicariously through you and all the delicious eggs you'll be eating. Now let's talk about what we've been reading. What is your latest book, Sarah? I read The X Talk by Rachel Lynn Solomon. This is about Dominic and Shay, who both work at a local NPR station. She's been there for nearly a decade, and he is the young upstart who recently finished grad school and just started working there. The station needs something new to boost listenership as they are struggling, and they end up creating a podcast called The X Talk, where Dominic and Shay pretend to be exes, rehashing what went wrong in their relationship and offering advice to listeners and covering different relationship topics. Hmm. I loved this. It was so fun. I love a good enemies to lovers, as listeners know, and this was that. And it talked a lot about podcasts. It talked about the podcast conference, PodCon, which I attended a few years ago. So that was fun to hear about that. So cool. 
hearing about the creation of a podcast and the ideas and like what all of that looks like was really fun. There were also some great themes about when are you doing something for yourself versus for somebody that you love hmm. and what that looks like in different contexts, processing grief and what that looks like as a child and as a partner, and then interracial relationships because Dominic is Korean-American and Shay is not. If you love romances and podcasts, this is the book for you. It was a delightful combination. Love it. What have you been reading? I recently finished listening to The City We Became by N.K. Jemisin. Mm -hmm. This is a sci-fi novel about New York City, which in this version of Earth has basically a soul that can be embodied in people that live there. Hmm. It was a great book and an amazing listen. Hmm. You switch to the perspectives of the six different people that are New York. And sometimes that is hard to follow. Mm -hmm. But the reader did such a good job really differentiating who was who and had their different character voices it was incredible. This audiobook also had sound effects, which is not always my favorite, mm -hmm. but in the context of a sci-fi novel like this, I felt like it worked really well. Nice. In the other N.K. Jemisin book that I read, she did a similar thing where she starts from different perspectives and then everything sort of comes together at some point in the book. It feels a little confusing and disconnected at first, but then once you see where you're sort of going as a reader, it is really satisfying. I also loved how she integrated social commentary about racism, xenophobia, homophobia within the fiction. It was just altogether a very satisfying listen, and I would highly recommend it. It sounds great. I'm at the top of the list for the hard copy at my library, but now I might try and also get on the audio list so I could go back and forth as needed. Yeah, I think even if you end up getting the hard copy first, it would be worth a re-listen eventually and might even be easier if you were going to mm -hmm. listen while you were doing something else to sort of keep track of what was happening. So I would recommend it in any format. Love it. Let's move on to our topic for today. We're going to go back and forth and each share some things that are working and not working in our lives. Let's start with something that's working for you, Sarah. Self-care has really been working for me lately. <laughs> I think I generally do a good job of this, yes. but this month I have been feeling re-inspired to recommit to some good habits. I have been doing a 30-day yoga challenge with Yoga with Adrian on YouTube. I think the challenge is from five or six years ago, but I am doing it now, and it has felt so good to be in my body in a different way. Mm. And it's also interesting coming to yoga several years after I've had any sort of practice, hmm. and I feel like when I first started, I always really wanted to get a good workout, and that was my focus. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm like, yes, hold the poses longer. This feels so good. And if it starts moving too fast, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I wasn't ready for the next thing yet. It's been nice to feel like yoga has been meeting me where I am mm. and a great way to connect with my body. Along with that, I've been doing lots of walking and all of the audiobooks, that combination of different ways of moving my body has just made me feel really energized. I think part of it is that spring is coming, the sun is out more, and mm. that that spring energy is also there. But all of those things have made it feel like I want to spend more time caring for myself 
and that it keeps giving back to me in this wonderful circular way. Ooh, I love that. What has been working for you? I am obsessed with my cats. Mm. I shared in a recent podcast that we got kittens. Mm-hmm. I think that is one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. I just <laughs> really love them so much. And we've been so lucky that the two kittens that we got have just integrated with our other cat that we already had. Mm-hmm. They do great with the kids. All three of them sleep in the bed with Andrew and me at night. They're just loving cuddlers and also playful and just really wonderful. They are just bringing me so much joy. And I tell Andrew almost every day how much I love them. And the other day he said, you not only love the cats, you love to tell me about it. And I was like, that is true. true. I am feeling so great that I want to shout it from the rooftops. <laughs> yes, there is joy in the feeling and there is joy in the talking about the feeling. Absolutely. I feel that all the time. <laughs> all right, Sarah, now tell me something that's not working. Chores. <laughs> that is what is not working. Uh-huh. There are multiple levels of this, none of which are working. Mm. I think I've been feeling this both in the division of labor between me and Neil and who's responsible for what, mm. and also in helping our kids learn to do chores. Mm-hmm. I felt for a while like we were making really good progress on learning new things and contributing to the family. And then it just requires so much work mm-hmm. to help kids learn new tasks, complete those tasks, and to complete ones that they already know. It feels like it's on that line of nagging mm-hmm. where it requires a lot of input from me, which is frustrating. Mm-hmm. But that is also just what it requires to some degree before it becomes more natural. Right. I don't remember loving doing chores as a kid, so it's not as though I think that they should be cheerfully singing as they work around (laughs) our house or that we're asking them to do all that much. But just feeling like we need a better family system in place Mm. of knowing who's contributing in what ways and being much more consistent about making sure that happens. Because I think we have a plan often and then things happen and we let things slide. Mm. And it's hard to get back on track. So we're in the slide phase (laughs) at the moment. I hear that. And it's not great. Yeah. What is not working in your neck of the woods? I would say this is something that is working medium. Okay. That has been working less well and maybe is on the upswing right now. Mm -hmm. I just sometimes really struggle with parenting. And it's not the routine of parenting, it's actually enjoying my kids. Hmm. It's one of those things where in the past, I think I've said that if I'm not enjoying my kids, that's usually something to do with me and not with them. Mm -hmm. And I do think that that is still true, but it's also something that is not necessarily easy to fix. So I have just been feeling so annoyed. I've been feeling so annoyed with whining. I've been feeling so annoyed with bickering. I've been feeling so annoyed with clinginess. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my kids don't deserve my annoyance, but oftentimes it's really hard for me to not then project that onto them. Mm -hmm. So the reason why I think it's getting better is because this week I said to myself, you see these children for this many hours a day. I think in three hour blocks, you can try to not feel annoyed with them. Or at least Mm -hmm. if you feel annoyed with them, tell them in a kind way so that they can change it. So that's what I did this week. And I would say it worked medium. So I'm trying not to be terrible to my kids, but it's not always working. I am glad to hear that things are looking like they might be headed in the right direction. Let's talk about something else that's working. 
I have been feeling really on top of things related to our podcast. Oh, yes. Not counting the fact that last night I wasn't sure if we were recording and we hadn't picked out a topic. (laughs) (laughs) But otherwise, I have been doing the show notes as soon as we're done recording. So they're Mm. often done weeks ahead of time since we're recording ahead. And that's one of those things that feels like it's hanging over my head if I wait to the last minute, even Mm. though it doesn't take that long. So I have all of the show notes scheduled out in advance. And I've also been doing my editing much further ahead than in the past. Yes. Like you've sent me things to listen to weeks in advance. Mm -hmm. I am not doing this, but I love that you are. I don't know how long it will last, but it has felt really great to have it accomplished. I think it's both the, oh, that's done. I can check it off and pat myself on the back because I normally wouldn't have done this until the last minute. Mm. So I think I'm getting some double enjoyment out of the situation. May it continue. Yes. (laughs) What is working for you? I am just really loving building things. I'm almost done with the chicken coop. Mm -hmm. So that's been really exciting. And I am just really getting in a groove with knowing how to use tools and figuring things out when I don't necessarily know how to do it. And I'm just really happy with how it looks and how it's coming together. And it has been making me feel inspired to build other things. So when we talked about home organization, I said that we don't have a shoe rack by our back door. Mm -hmm. And this week, Andrew looked at the shoes in piles strewn about and he said, (laughs) we really need a shoe rack back here. And I was like, Meh, I don't really want to like spend the money on something that's like mm-hmm. not that cute. Really expensive ones are great, but I'm not going to spend a bazillion dollars on a shoe rack. But then I found a really cool bench that I looked at it. I was like, I can totally do every woodworking technique that is needed for this bench. And so once the coop is done, that's going to be my next project. And I'm really excited. I am so inspired by all of the things you are creating. Oh, thank you, friend. I would love to be more handy. I often think because Neil is so handy, Mm. I end up deferring to him and I'm not pushed to learn these skills in a Mm. way that I might be if he didn't already know how to do that. Yeah, because he can kind of like do it faster. Mm -hmm. But I really would like to have some of those skills. So that's something for me to contemplate for the future. Maybe there's a specific project you could pick that would just be for you. And then you could call him in if you needed, but mostly do it on your own. Yeah, that's a great idea. What's another thing that is not working? Everything related to food from the time school gets out until bedtime. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. It's hard because Neil and I have different ideas about snacks and when snacking should be allowed and what kind of snacks should be allowed related to dinner. Mm. I think I struggle with this because I am such a snacker Mm -hmm. that it's hard for me to have a firm cutoff. Like when I'm cooking, I'm also eating the food that I'm preparing as I'm doing it. Oh, sure. But then I'm telling the kids, no, wait to eat until dinner, which Mm. they have a really hard time with. And then there becomes this conflict about well, you're not hungry because you ate all of these snacks moments before we sat down to dinner. Right. Which part of me just shoulder shrug. They're getting food through snacks. That's fine. I'll eat the dinner that I made. Mm -hmm. But then it also creates more challenges with dinner because if you're not hungry and focused on eating, it seems to be at our house that you are focused on creating chaos at the table (laughs) in a way that you find amusing. Uh Uh-huh. Sure. Which then is not as relaxing for the people who do want to eat the meal that has been prepared. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not quite sure 
how to get around this. I think what I had done in the past that is most successful is we've had a snack ready to go on the table when they get home from school that has Mm. a variety of options. And so that's the food that's available before dinner. And then dinner is available. And then we also have a couple things they can snack on in the evening, like yogurt and nuts if they want it while we're reading. Sure. But that requires a lot of preparation in advance to make that happen versus doing the what's the word I'm looking for like the seat of the pants snacking yeah (laughs) exactly that I'm not sure if I'm quite ready to commit to that solution at the moment so for now we will continue with lots of rummaging lots of we're about to eat dinner but then still people are eating because they're so hungry Mm -hmm. I don't know it's not great there could be a much better solution but I do not have it at the moment yeah yeah My next thing that is not working is work. Hmm. I really am having trouble being motivated to do my work. And as I was working late into the night and into the morning the other day to do something that I could have done three or four days before Hmm. because I had the stuff to do it, I took an ADHD Mm self-assessment and my answers made me think that maybe there really is something biochemical happening in my brain that makes it hard for me to do things in a timely fashion. And so I may look into that more. Hmm. But right now, I just am not motivated to do my work. I'm not really enjoying it. So it's kind of a bummer. Yeah, that's tough. All right. Back to what is working. Over the last week, I've been having to make some health decisions that are really tough, and Mm -hmm. I have felt really supported by my friends and by Neil and my family, and that has just been really nice. I so appreciate the community that we have here and people that I can be emotionally vulnerable with and that I trust with really heavy stuff, and I feel so fortunate to have that and just really grateful. I like that. What's your last thing that is working. I am just in love with our rearranged house. Yay. I shared on Life Lately a few episodes ago that we moved things all around and now I have completed the organization. I am recording this pod in our giant downstairs closet, which is where I recorded for a long time initially, but then Pepper Mm -hmm. was sleeping in this room Mm -hmm. and we're recording during nap time. So that didn't work, but I just like this so much better. It's closer to the internet. So we have better signal to be on Skype together. Yes. And I have like a permanent setup. I also this morning at a neighborhood yard sale found a chair for in our bedroom. I had moved one of our living room chairs into our bedroom to have a sitting area. And I found an amazing chair that is so much more comfortable than the one we have an awesome secondhand win. So I'm going to clean that up this afternoon and get it brought in. And I'm just really feeling great about it. Mm, I love that refresh feeling. To me, it comes right along with that spring feeling of everything new and fresh and feeling that inside your house and out in the world. Yeah, I love it. So good. All right. What's your final thing that is not working in your life? We've been having trouble finding good read-alouds. It felt like we were in such a good groove throughout most of last year, I think because we came across several series that we liked. Mm. So once we finished one, everyone was so excited to move into the next one together. Yeah. And we haven't found something like that since the Vanderbeekers. Ooh, bummer. And I've tried multiple read-alouds that have just fallen flat. They aren't interested. They're complaining about me reading when I pull it out. (laughs) Not good. (laughs) Not what we're going for. No. And one that I really loved, it was called Emmy and the Incredible Shrinking Rat. 
I believe hmm. is the name of it. And I'm continuing to read it on my own because I was enjoying it so much. <laughs> but there were some scary parts to it. Oh, okay. HP actually very clearly said, you know, I really don't like when there are bad people in the books. Mm. These characters that are kind of scary and mean and the foil to the other characters. Yeah. But that that doesn't feel like a pleasant reading experience. I was like, you know, that is fair. I will continue reading this book on my own and we'll try again. And we might end up just going back and doing some rereading. That if we all really like the Vanderbeekers, maybe just starting it again. And going through until the new one comes out this fall. I'm not sure. But if listeners have recommendations for very gentle stories along the lines of the Penderwicks and the Vanderbeekers, please do let me know. Because I have really missed having a chapter book that we're reading together. What is your final thing that is not working? I am really struggling with grocery shopping. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do it. I spend a lot of money every time I go. I go to multiple stores. It takes a long time. It feels exhausting. And then I just have to do it again in like a week and a half. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. (laughs) really not into it these days. Yeah. I'm not sure where you are with your grocery routine. You indicated a week and a half at this point. Mm -hmm. Earlier in the pandemic, I was doing those really big grocery runs and going Mm -hmm. for longer. But then I've been finding that I'm so sad that last week when there are fewer options. (laughs) Yeah. And then that I'm wanting to order out more than I would Mm. otherwise because there's nothing that's that appealing to me. And I've been feeling so much gratitude and joy and happiness when I am home from the grocery store and stuff is put away. I agree with you that the process is not my favorite thing that I do. Mm -hmm. But loving that full fridge cabinet feeling, I've been wondering if I need to go back to every week instead of stretching Mm. it out the way that I have been in order to not have those lulls. I don't know if that is happening in your house as well, or if it's just all of the other things that are frustrating. I think part of the trouble is that I wasn't taking the kids, mm-hmm. and then I started taking Pepper with me because he's with mm. me all the time. Right. And then I got nervous about new strains of the virus, and he also all of a sudden was less compliant with his mask. Yes. So he was wearing one fine, and then... He cannot last through an entire grocery run where it's multiple stores and you're having to put your mask back on every time. Yes. Not quite two does not seem like a great age for mask compliance. Really, for for a lot of things, it's not not great. (laughs) So then it means I'm either going on the weekend when I want to be doing fun things, like fun with the family, Mm -hmm. fun by myself, or getting stuff done, like finishing the chicken coop. Right. Or I'm going at night when I'm wiped out and I should be working, but all I want to do is listen to my audiobook. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel like I have a really good time for it that feels safe and feels like I'm not sacrificing some other aspect of my life by doing it. Yeah, that makes sense. I always feel that I don't mind the actual grocery shopping when I'm there, that mm. I don't mind being in the store at all and picking things out and I generally like it, but the idea of it. Yeah. And using my time for that is where I really struggle. Yeah, that's where I'm at too. Well, listeners, that is what is working and not working for us today. Let us know what is working and not working for you. And if you have any ideas about our not working things and you want to share them, we would love to hear them. Sure would. Let's finish up by talking about what we've been eating. 
I want to share a recipe for blueberry muffins. You know, when we've made muffins in the past, we've made a lot of muffins out of those little packets that you just have to add milk to. Okay. But I was like, blueberry muffins seem really easy. So I looked up a recipe. Mm -hmm. It's literally called our favorite easy blueberry muffin recipe. And we made them right before dinner. One night we were having breakfast for dinner and I was like, we need one more thing. But my people are not fans of pancakes, mm. which is normally what I would put in for bread. Right. They're always excited about them in theory. And then I make them and both the children eat like half a pancake and then <laughs> there's just tons of pancakes. And I think Andrew and I don't love them either. So muffins was a much bigger hit. I was able to cook them in my toaster oven on my counter so I didn't even have to turn on my oven and heat things up. And they were delicious. Mm -hmm. Just the right texture and appropriately sweet. Would recommend. Yum. What have you been eating, Sarah? My mom sent me a link to a roasted tomato and feta pasta, which I guess was a thing on TikTok. It's the TikTok pasta. Yes. So I'm on trend now. <laughs> I know all of the things yes. happening on the TikTok. I love it. <laughs> you get a block of feta and a bunch of cherry tomatoes, cover it in half a cup of oil, put that in the oven to roast. And they specifically mentioned, do not skimp on the oil. You need the oil. Okay. And let it all roast down. The tomatoes get all shrivelly, delicious. The feta gets a nice brown color. And then you blend that together to make a pasta sauce. That part went well. That sauce was delicious. I could have eaten it with a spoon. <laughs> But I got this pasta from our co-op that was a local pasta that was fresh pasta. And I know you can't cook fresh pasta very long, that it really just needs to go in and out. Mm -hmm. But I hadn't done it in a while. I ended up cooking it slightly too long, and it became very mushy. Mm. And then I still went ahead and added the sauce to it because I kept thinking, this will be fine. When what I should have done is just opened a new bag of pasta and cooked it so that it wouldn't be mushy. And then if people wanted the mushy pasta, they could have it. And if they wanted other pasta, they could have that. But instead, I mixed it all together. Taste was fantastic. The texture was lacking due to my own errors. So I am looking forward to trying this again. I am going to put the ingredients back on the list for my next grocery run because I really think it will be a hit when I do not overcook pasta. Nice. That's all for this episode of Friendlier. It's been great talking with you, Abby, and with all of you listeners. You can find out more about everything we talked about today, including what we're reading and eating in the show notes on our website, friendlierpodcast.com. You can also leave us a comment there or on Instagram at friendlierpodcast, or you can email us friendlierpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, may your books be engaging, your food delicious, and your conversations friendly. appropriately textured pasta. I can't say that. I'm going to say something different. Is that a weird thing to say? Yeah, no, I think that's fine. <laughs> Should we be saying that in the podcast? I love I mean. it. Let's keep it real. <laughs> also, sidebar, why is it always the women who have to figure this shit out? I don't know. Uh, yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah. Ugh, that's we don't need to go there. You know what's not working for me? The patriarchy. <laughs> right. I'm going to go live in my new tent in the woods.